Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. If you've landed at this podcast today, there is no mistake. I make every podcast with deep intention, clarity, and purpose. And today's podcast episode is an extension of the download that I've been sharing on my Instagram stories the last two days based on current events of the outrageously disgusting, disturbing, and disheartening news about the Dalai Lama. And maybe some of you have watched the video, haven't watched the video. I think by this time, everybody knows about the video and we are flooded with so many emotions from anger to rage, disgust, disappointment, confusion, And many of you, when talking to you, feel genuinely lost. Like, he was supposed to be one of the good guys. If we can't trust him, where do we look for guidance? Two years ago, I did a podcast, the one about not believing others are your guru or believing in the one guru. And I got some backlash for that from people who were spiritual followers and had their own gurus and felt like there is a place for gurus. And I think in this modern world, we are being called as a collective soul group to no longer be so blinded by putting people on pedestals that we go to them as the answers and the guidance for everything in our life. Collectively, we have been in this period where all the things, all the people, all the confines of authority are going to break down. And that feels scary because this has brought us structure, whether it was not working or not, it brought us stability. And we've been seeing this and it's deeply, deeply painful because now we're, it's like there's a building and the legs are being broken out from underneath us. And we're just left feeling confused of where to turn. And so the reality is, is that the time right now is all about stripping away men of their power, the greed, the platform, the fame, the money, 
And they maybe have manifested things in their life just because you manifest things, just because you have a lot of money, just because you have a title, just because you have a following, just because you have a microphone that amplifies your voice. Everybody nowadays, because of the nature of the world we live in, can have a microphone and they can speak to so many people more than what before, like even Jesus, think about he was giving sermons live. He wasn't going on Instagram live and talking to millions of people. He was talking to 12 people, 15 people, 30 people. And it's different now. And we have to be so mindful of the energy that we feel when someone is speaking to take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't to really filter it through our own energy system. Because the time right now is about breaking away from putting people on pedestals and giving them such a big platform and prestige and revering people and idolizing people and putting them on a pedestal. And it doesn't matter if it's a spiritual guru, it's a it's a scientific inventor, it's your parents. We got to stop putting other people on a pedestal because we forget that People do have a balance of light and darkness in them. And if we've not done the work to ground and become an embodied, soul-aligned human, doesn't matter how much you meditate, doesn't matter if you're a monk, it doesn't matter if you're doing yoga 24 hours a day and fasting and doing whatever crazy stuff, it means that there's still ego and impurity and it's very very scary because they can abuse their power and their platform in the name of being a spiritual teacher, in the name of being a vessel to teach spiritual wisdom. And so what this is teaching us is that you're going to see men of all different standards and standings from movie executives to CEOs to spiritual gurus and teachers that are going to let us down because it's trying to awaken us and jolt us to recognize that the authority is not outside of us. The authority needs to come back inside of us to reconnect to the power of our intuition, to reconnect to the spiritual gifts that we have, to channel wisdom from the spiritual realms, to guide us on our path and not defer to other people to be a greater authority in our life. And even before this happened, I want to share a personal experience, which has created a lot of anger and rage in me and confusion and shame of me following a lineage of a spiritual teacher that was very disappointing because I found out that he was a sexual predator. And it really left me confused of like all the awakenings and the spiritual wisdom and the spiritual teachings. What does it mean about that? Am I a fraud? Did it take away from all the awakenings and the energetic shifts that I had? And so about a year ago, exactly a year ago, I was on a trip with my family to North Jersey and something called me to look up the founder of Kundalini Yoga, well, not the founder, but the person who brought it to the West, Yogi Bhajan. And I'd for a long time been feeling distance to the practice. Like I'd naturally, like it was a big part of my life for a long time. I was introduced to it by Gabby Bernstein when I was a big follow of her. Uh, and 
I did the teacher training. I truly believed I had so many remarkable awakenings that happened during that journey through the meditations, through really understanding the foundation and the start of a spiritual practice. But there's something that always felt really weird to me in my teacher training of like revering this human being as God. And I'm like, I don't believe that. And I have some qualms about some other religions about that, though I'm not religious. so I'm not going to make any comments, but it something just didn't feel right in my body. Let's just put it that way. And anytime we would see videos of him, there was something that just felt off. Like I never really liked his content. I liked the practices. I liked the breath work. I liked the meditations. I like, and that was rooted in practices that go beyond him. And I found when I did that research just randomly, I always find, you know, I feel like my intuition wakes me up at three o'clock in the morning so many different times because it's something that I need to know. And I Googled him and I found this outpouring of information of how he was a sexual predator, a rapist, and it truly created a balance of rage and a balance of such disgust. And so processing those feelings, I realized that our spiritual awakenings and healings are our own. And we have to separate that from the spiritual teachers and the spiritual practices and the people because people are fallible and nobody has completely done the work. No single human being has done all the work to be an embodied soul aligned human. We're working toward that. And when this happened, I will also say a friend of mine gifted me the book, the book of joy. And something just wasn't like I started the book, but I couldn't finish the book. And even on the Netflix thing, I could started it watching it and I couldn't finish it. There was something blocking me from watching it. And this was like a year, a year ago, um, around my birthday. And something was just intuitively blocking me. And I was like, yeah, just get to it. I'll read the book later. You know, I'll watch the Netflix special later. Maybe this is just not the time. Just honored my energy because something didn't feel right at the time to watch it. And then the news coming out of the Dalai Lama, it was like awakening, like, huh, my intuition was blocking me not to negate the words and the channel wisdom that he has given, but it was blocking me from revering and like putting this man on a pedestal, knowing that what I knew that there is no one guru and there's no one person that needs to be, to revered and to be blindly followed. And I say that to you because I want to protect you. And I want to bring you awareness that even me or even anybody else you listen to on Instagram, do not blindly follow them because there will always be certain amount that resonates with you and a certain amount that shouldn't resonate with you because we are not the same people. We're in different phases in our journey. We have different lessons and missions and different Wisdom that is going to resonate with us, depending on where we're at. And that's okay. A friend of me asked, like, what do you think about the Tibetan culture and their playfulness? Should we really be negating him because of this instance? And I really appreciated this viewpoint because I will say, 
I don't know anything about the Tibetan culture or their playfulness. And this is not a reflection on any of his previous work or what he's channeled. I think he did channel light, but he still wasn't an embodied soul. And there was still an abuse of his prestige and power. And I think I look at it and I did watch the video and I looked at it and said, hmm, if that was my son, would that feel right? And my body was saying no. And so for someone who should be so self-aware and enlightened should acknowledge that that is not appropriate because there's no free will for a young child to be put on a spot who doesn't have the capability to say no. And I think what we're learning here is that men in power are going to start losing their standing and it's already starting to happen. And this is the first time in history that women are having the opportunity to rise into back in our feminine power that has been squashed, has been minimized, has been men for centuries have been trying to disconnect us from our inner power because of their fragile egos. I recently read two books, Discovering the Inner Mother and Shakti Leadership. And I highly recommend these books. And who knew that it was going to prepare me to be able to have the understanding of what's going on right now with greater clarity. Right now is a time where we're being called as women to rise into balancing our masculine and feminine energy. Many of you have been feeling that the pace of your life has been disconnected. It is not in a rhythm and a flow that goes towards your highest alignment. It's keeping up with the masculine energy. Our workforce is forcing us to be more like men than embodying and honoring ourselves. There is no opportunity or space for rest, recharge, recalibration is looked as a flaw. It's looked as you need to be productive in order to be worthy, in in order to be successful. And many of us have gone on this race of trying to fit in with the masculine energy. And at some point we realize we're burned out. And this is also very prevalent in our mother wound. And that's the book that I read, Discovering the Inner Mother. And I highly recommend it for anyone. And it's for everyone. It's not just for women. It's for everyone because the masculine feminine energy needs to be balanced both in men and in women. For men, it needs to soften them to be able to be nurturing, connecting, understanding the collective soul to not just work from the premise of your own ego and believe that the rational mind is the most powerful thing. And it's the only thing that's revered your standing, your money, your fame, your degree, your power, your platform is not what defines you. And this is what men who have not done the work get into a place of power. And then because of their own insecurities that they have not healed will abuse that power. So they need a softening of reconnecting to their feminine energy, of being able to see what is for the highest good of all, 
not for what is going to line my pockets in the biggest way. To be able to sell your soul to the devil in order to make a buck. To be able to go into cahoots with, I mean, can go really deep into this, which I know would be really controversial, but I feel like the government, the pharmaceutical industry, the the medical industry to a certain degree, it's there is this white man game and society that is just the people of power. And what we're going to see is they're going to get knocked away, chipped away, chipped away. And the rage of women is going to grow and grow and grow. And what we are doing right now is every time we reclaim our power and our voice, we stand a little bit taller to balance not only our feminine energy, but our masculine energy, our warrior energy with the nurturing, the connection, the the empathy that we already have within us, the connecting to our intuition, listening to the wisdom of our body over the wisdom of the mind, learning how to become a channel by first regulating our nervous system so we can clear out the emotions so we're not just this vessel who's constantly observing sensory information from this 3D world and being like, are we safe, unsafe, safe, unsafe, and playing out old patterns of judging and being the victim and being people pleasers and you know, people pleasing, when we start breaking, when we start breaking our silence and giving ourselves permission in our own world and our own family to start speaking our truth, to know our boundaries and say no, say this is against my values, this is against my time, energy, resources what you'll find is you are going to be an inconvenience to men and women who have not been able to embody their voice and be able to hold boundaries. And so it is going to create rough, ruffle the feathers. It's going to create turmoil. You are going to be called and judged as being bossy, as being bitchy, as being someone who's selfish, someone who does not care about others. And I've been called this. In some way, shape, or form, when I've been starting to firmly place boundaries from women who struggle with speaking their voice to feel judged by them because they lack the ability to speak their truth. So they want other women to not speak their truth. And this is just an ugly reality that we're going to have to break through. And if you find that someone else speaking their truth and holding a boundary creates a rejection feeling, a taking it personal feeling. It's not a reflection of them, right? Setting clear and direct communication has been so greatly frowned upon for women that it's been told that be indirect, be pleasant, be easygoing, just go with the flow, do whatever is obligated, think about others first before tuning into our own body. What do we need? What do we want? What is our capacity? What do we feel? We've been constantly told, please look out to please others, look out what others feel, approve, appease others. And no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. And I'm giving you permission to no longer do that anymore. In any area of your life, if it's your parents, your husband, your in-laws, your sister-in-law, it doesn't matter. Do not, just because it's easier to not ruffle feathers, squash your voice. Because this is what the patriarchy wants us to do. The more we do this, the less 
we reclaim our power. We keep giving our power away. And so we need you to stand in your voice, in your power. And becoming a soul aligned human requires two things. One, regulation of your nervous system so you can still your emotional body so that you are clearing out your emotions, processing them out so you can be a clear channel and vessel for information to come through into your body. If our body's constantly dysregulated, you are not going to be able to hear when the body contracts because something doesn't feel right or expand when something does feel right. You're just going to be at whim of your mind. And the mind is a trickster. And right now with the level of people who are out there who have not done the work and are self-proclaimed teachers and gurus and people of experts, People who have a microphone and a podium and a platform, you have to be very mindful to not put them on a pedestal. Even if their voice, even if their message resonates true, you take what resonates, leave what doesn't because they are still a human being. And that filtering system is what we need to learn. And the second is stillness. We have to give ourselves permission to still our mind, to still our life, to not be so restless and constantly busy and fill it up because our worth is dependent on what we do and how much we're accomplishing. We got to create space for mindful meditation, slowing down, me time, really reconnecting to our energy so the channel wisdom can come through. I didn't want to leave you feeling powerless. And so I hope the greatest takeaway you take from this is one, obviously to feel seen and heard that your emotions are valid. Let them ride through, but we are not helpless. We are not powerless. There is a purpose collectively of breaking down these authority figures from outside because the lesson here is to be our own authority, to be our own guru, to be our own teacher, to be able to, reconnect that channel, that rainbow bridge of our divine mind, our higher self, our lower mind with our heart chakra and our gut so that we can get the information and the wisdom that we need from the pure source, not the intermediary. We can get the channel wisdom that we need at any time when we cultivate. It's like tuning into the right radio station. And once you know the secret, You don't need to rely on anybody else. And sometimes the universe will guide you to a person or a quote. You take it for the single-handed wisdom at the moment and you leave it behind. This is not the time to judge. This is not the time to waste your energy and look outside and blame and feel scared and feel like disgust with humanity and feeling lost and nervous and feeling more anxious It's about reconnecting to your higher self, your soul self with your human mind. So I really hope this brings you some solace, some relief, some wisdom, and take what works and leave what doesn't. You are your greatest authority, my friends. Sending you all so much love. 
If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you gotta do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, frustrated, and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble's Target, IndieBound, BAM, and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner and learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.